Welcome everybody to episode three of the Wolf of Wall's End. Loving the name, and I'm absolutely loving the feedback of it as well. Pretty <laughs> proud. <laughs> We've got a um, special guest here today, Mr. Joshua Tulip. Josh is a online marketing account manager at Revolution, a local business based here in Newcastle. Um, I'll let you introduce yourself and, and do it a little bit more justice than that, mate. Yeah, I mean, uh, thanks very much for the introduction. I'm really happy to be here. Um, yeah, I've worked in digital marketing for about 10 years now. Uh, the past seven years has been in more senior roles. Um, I'm an omni-channel marketer, but um, specialism in SEO, mm-hmm. search engine marketing. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I joined Revolution yeah. a few months ago. Uh, and yeah, brilliant company. Yeah, brilliant. As I say, I want to do a little bit more justice than you know, online marketing account manager. I know you're a bit of a, you're a bit of a, you know, you've got a bit of a knack when it comes yeah. to the marketing skill set. We'll put it that way. I know yeah. you've done a lot in your time. Very hands-on stuff. Mm-hmm. Indirect marketing as well. Used to used to work the streets of Newcastle. I did indeed. Yeah. yeah so yeah. Uh, back in the promoter days, um, I've actually had a. A, a varied lot of jobs. I mean, when I was, I think the first job that I ever had was at Aviva, which was Norwich Union then as a data mm-hmm. entry clerk. <laughs> uh, I've worked in sort of outbound sales for Vodafone when I was younger. That was heartbreaking. Um, <laughs> for me, you've either got it or you haven't, I think, in terms of uh, outbound sales. Um, and yeah, obviously for the past 10 years, been marketing. Yeah, good. A bit of a disclaimer for everyone as well. Um, Josh and I are, are really good friends. We are. Bezas, outside of um, work life. Um, I'd say we've knew each other for like, I don't know, like five years five, or so. Five or six, probably. Five or six years now. Yeah. Probably crossed paths a little bit before that on yeah. like whatever nights out and stuff like that. But, you know, I was I was thinking about how to introduce you on the podcast earlier before I, was, before I give you a phone call. And I was just thinking about like one of the first proper conversations that we ever had like work related and what was when we were in the lash on the lash in Durham. In Durham. Yeah, yeah. And uh, we're at the boathouse or somewhere like that. For anyone who knows Durham, it's just on the bridge. And um everyone else was talking just shite about <laughs> everything <laughs> else. And yeah. we were talking shite about sales, marketing, yeah, yeah. business. We should get a life probably, shouldn't ah, we? But, know, uh, but but we clicked uh, that and I think that you know when you're passionate about something, you're you're quite like me in the sense that um, with digital marketing, I've, I'm lucky enough to do something that I love doing. Yeah. So I'm a, I'm a geek, you know. Like yeah. any any you know, everybody that knows me knows that I'm a nerd, um, and uh, you know I work in data analytics, so it's perfect. Uh, <laughs> so, but but obviously that's where we we clicked in Durham, yeah. So um, we always have a bit of crack about yeah. work and sales yeah. and marketing. Don't always, we? always, it always leads to that. It always leads to that. I was saying. Uh, to myself before having a laugh with the only people in our entire friendship group who <laughs> knows that PBC isn't a different type of you know protective equipment yeah. <laughs> from like COVID or something <laughs> like that are you talking about that PBE yeah. again no, P- no, PBC actually yeah. <laughs> but no good stuff anyway so look mate uh, I've started to let on a little bit to this first question right in, in I guess the format you've listened to the first one right yeah. go check it out now yeah check it out nice Got to plug it, got to yeah, plug so it. I'm just getting used to the soundboard. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry about that one. <laughs> and I can only reach the first few, so all the best ones are up the top. <laughs> anyway, I started... Uh, sorry, so you'll know that the forum of this is... Just ask you a few questions, yeah. right? Natural answers off the top of the dome. And I know that you've started to allude to this question a little bit, right? But it's how did you find yourself in marketing? 
And, you know, marketing and sales, you've talked about Vodafone. Yeah. Sounds like you might have fell into it, like the rest of us. Yeah. Like, I fell into sales, I fell into that outbound calling role. But, like, if if you talk about the data entry piece at Aviva, yeah. um, who are on Durham Lane brand wall, by the way. Nice, love to see it. Um, what, what, what? What, what brought you to that role? Yeah. What, what yeah. So it's it's a bit of a weird one. I mean, I, I I bounced around a few jobs when I was younger, you know, sales sales jobs or retail jobs or, mm. or whatever. And I was really trying to find my place. I mean, I've been able to sort of build basic websites since I was fourteen, fifteen, but I never went to college, never went to uni. Yeah, um, I was never really one for the classroom, you know, to be honest. Um, so self self taught. Um, and yeah, I, I I always struggled to get a job doing it because I didn't have any experience. Uh, I was applying for jobs, but no experience, and obviously self-taught, you know, no no degree. Uh, so I always wanted to get into either development or, or, or digital marketing. Um, but yeah, I think uh, I, having early sales jobs, um, worked at EE in billing as well as customer service. So I've got like, a, I've, I've been able to build up quite a good skill set in rapport, yeah. um, in empathy, uh, yeah. a, a, as well as being quite technically minded as well, yeah. which sets me up quite well. Uh-huh. Uh, I mean, at Revolution, we're... We, we are really a growth agency, so you know you guys are revenue generation specialists here. Yeah. Um, plugs there, it? plugging that in, plugging that in. Um, <laughs> but obviously at Revolution, we really concentrate on revenue growth yeah. as well, um, and so you have to have a sales mindset. Yeah, growth because, mindset. Yeah, growth mm-hmm. mindset. It's, it's all about um, generating leads. I mean, when we when we look at somebody's website in terms of SEO now, um, and you know there's an optimization score, so it's twenty out of a hundred. A lot of SEOs will go and say, right, I'm going to fix all of your website and get this to 100 out of 100. Give me all the money and I'll get it done. Mm-hmm. But what I found is that directors and CEOs, the question that you always ask is, what does that mean in terms of yeah. revenue? Yeah. Um, and, and so it's really important that, yeah, you, you've got a, a growth mindset when you're sort of doing digital marketing. Let's dig into that one a little bit then. Let's just, just I'll, I'll not go straight on to the next question, right? Because it's, it's pertinent what you say there about ROI. You know, I was reading something, and, and it's a conversation that we're constantly having here yeah. at Durham Lane as well, right? And, and shout out to Sean Ball, he's really passionate about this. He kind of shows everyone the right way to, to measure it as well. Yeah. And measurement's and, one of the key things. You know, you know, we're we're branching into the enterprise more and more as well. And I'm speaking with marketing managers, marketing directors. Uh, heads of marketing for different segments, right, and in, in these multifaceted or complex organisations, mm-hmm. but like understanding about what they KPI'd on is really interesting, right? Is yeah. it is it leads generated? Is it leads generated that becomes sales accepted leads? Is it just pure revenue? Is it awareness? Yeah. How do you measure awareness, right? So let's drill into that ROI piece a little bit as well because it's really pertinent. Yeah, it's something that we're constantly talking about. But you know what? What would your response be to the CEO who's asking you that question about what does this mean for for ROI? Well, is it-, it? It's a different approach that I take, and this is why um, this is why I see success for, for clients because instead of me being that SEO that says right, your score's twenty out of hundred, mm-hmm. let's get it to hundred out of hundred. My approach is very different, and it catches people off guard because I say to people, look, let's get it to twenty five out of hundred, but that extra five percent that we concentrate on is going to be the five percent where you're going to make your most money. Right. Yeah. The best. And so, yeah. The, well, the best converting. So, say for example, you've got an e-commerce website, and uh, you know, w- when we're looking at marketing prioritization, you know, you've got t- ten thousand products on your shop. 
what do we optimise first? And that's yeah. always the main question from a market manager, where do we concentrate our time? Mm-hmm. Um, and really we're looking at pages that have got the best conversion rates, products that perform mm-hmm. the best, because obviously if you start pouring traffic into the top of the funnel, that funnel is the best performing one, you're going to see the best yeah, return. That's interesting. Um, and so as a strategy, it, it's a bit of a, uh, I mean, that strategy concentrating on high-performing pages isn't anything new, yeah. but sort of having conversations where you're saying, let's just focus on, you know, small portion drop of the website. The fluff yeah, drop the fluff, the yeah. And the bottom and top stuff. Absolutely, yeah. And I think that's where that's where we see a lot of success at the minute. Yeah, yeah that's good. That's really interesting. I think we should talk about that a little bit more another another, another time, day. But yeah. um, the next question for me, and I know, I, again, I kind of know the answer to this one personally because, you know, hopefully no one's listening, right? That, that, that would fall under this category, but up until revolution... You bounced. You didn't bounce around, right? But you you worked with a I was couple fi- of divvies. I was, I was finding my place. You, you know, know finding, I was fi- your place. finding my place, and I, yeah, I had a few bad experiences with the place that I was working. Yeah. Um, and I think mainly that's because I didn't do enough due diligence. Really, mm-hmm. you know, I think when mm-hmm. you when you're interviewing for roles, you always feel like you're the one that's yeah. under the microscope. Yeah. When actually, you know, when when you get when you've got confidence in your ability. You, it should be you actually yeah, yeah. waiting, you know, waiting for the right answers from from the person. And I think also when you do bounce around a bit um, and you leave roles, when you're looking at CV, and I know this because I check CVs for other people that you know, a bit, obviously when I'm managing people, and you see like you know three month gap, six month gap, you know, or or whatever, um, and you do think this guy looks like a bit of a job hopper, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but actually, you know there can be all kinds of issues for, for the person and the, the the management teams in place and things like that so yeah um you know that should always be considered as well yeah maybe maybe bounce around it's not the right way to put it well like just, uh, but taking it, the stepping stones yeah, to get where you need yeah, to be right yeah. you're going from third podium to second anyway olympics that's probably where i found that reference but um <laughs> you know you got into the current role just by trying to find the right place for that's you to right. go blossom yeah, right. blossoming for you is a big thing, right? As I say, you know, you're a man of many talents. Yeah, in this, from knocking on doors to smashing phones <laughs> to hitting you up with the the best SEO you, yeah, you've yeah. seen, and you won't even realise how good it is, you know. If, but anyway, you fell into this role because it's the right place for you to go and the right place for you to blossom. And I'm saying that already, mate. Yeah, honestly, do you know what I mean? Um, I'm saying that already. I think we spoke the week that you got. The role at Revolution, and quite a media kind of change in uh, persona. It yeah. might have even been on Xbox or whatever or something like that. Right? Modern but, Warfare, yeah, it yeah. But it's good. Um, it's good to see. It's it it, see it feels happen. like that as well, and uh, you know what? It's it, it's about just finding like-minded people to work mm-hmm. with. I mean, Jill yeah. Cook, who's the you know CEO and. Uh, and director and Adam Blenkinsop, who's the other director, they are all. They've got growth mindsets. Mm-hmm. You know, they when I'm explaining my methodology and strategy to other in other places that I've worked it's almost like I'm having to sell that this is the way that we should be doing it but I remember when you know the first week or two weeks and speaking to them about the approach and they were like that's it that's it this is what we need to be doing you know Uh, and they already they've taught me a lot as well so it's just about finding like-minded people yeah so you say probably best that you you collaborate with them you don't work with them yeah yeah I mean? uh, yeah absolutely and, and, and that's a great relationship they're very visible within the business mm-hmm. um they're always interested in what you're up to you know they always thank you for your work and that for me all of, it's important to get that appreciation in a, in a workplace um but yeah we're getting some really good results and uh we're growing 
Yeah. We've, we, we've yeah. Just, we do these things called growth sprints, which is a sort of a Silicon Valley methodology. Right. Okay. Um, and that's, you know, your typical sort of agile sprint and, uh, and, and, and looking at sort of a, a growth strategy and combining the two. That's um, and we've yeah. just done one internally for ourselves. Um, so we're doing a lot of stuff like that, a lot of innovative stuff that I haven't done in any other agency that yeah. I've worked at. Um, you know, it's, it's no fluff. It really is yeah. sort of just getting into it, getting the work done. Yeah, that's good. It's taken me, it's taken me quite a long time to know when to cut the fluff. Yeah. Yeah. You know who it's needed with, but yeah. but more importantly, who it's some not people needed need it. with. Yeah. Some people need it. You know, some people want the hundred-page PowerPoint presentations <laughs> yeah. and the, you know the hand-holding, uh-huh. uh, and other people just want to skip right to the you know the the, 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 co- the costing slide at yeah. the end. Um, and that's where the skill set comes in of yourself. You know, and uh, people like us when we speak to people, we have to discover the need. Yeah. You know, what does the person need? What do they want? Definitely, definitely. So that's a, a good one. Then you're talking about. And we'll leeway into this one really nicely, right? Um, you're talking about discovering the need, right? So, what's your and you've again, you know, we're answering all of these questions ahead of time here, but <laughs> to a degree, right? But what's your go-to value builder when marketing and in, in, in doing your selling piece of, of revolutions offerings? You know, you've said that you've got your own little formula, your own little framework that sits in the back of your mind. Doesn't matter which business you go to, you align that framework to the business to That's get the right. best outcome from them and you. But um, you know what's your go-to, your go-to thing that just kind of wows people and makes them think, shit, this is the, this is the guy for me. He's going to help me get to the next level. It's always forecasting. Right. So for, forecasting for search is perennially uh, impossible. You know, people will always say you can't guarantee first-page rankings, and, and and I mean you can't. Um, when you've got a certain skill set and you can sort of analyse data, you know sort of what chance you've got of moving somebody up from the second page to the first page of Google, but you can't guarantee it. And with that comes, it becomes very difficult then to to forecast. So if you give me five grand a month for your SEO strategy, what what does that look like in terms of, of revenue? Yeah. That's that revenue first approach. And so forecasting, mm-hmm. I'll say, look, and I always go with a strategy. So I don't I don't go to a pitch with a proposal that's a cred stock that says this is revolution, right. this is us, um, you know, this is what we understand about you. I'll say if we start work tomorrow this is what we'll be doing and this is what that'll look like. And then in month two, if we have to pivot, we will. But if we don't, this is what month two looks like. Mm-hmm. And agencies don't do that because it takes up, you have to invest a lot of time to, yeah. to get a strategy ready before you go in and, you know, you know if you've got uh-huh. the work or not. Yeah. Um, but it works, you know, people people like that because, and, and I taught them through the process. I'll say, so this is what we're doing in month one. This is how I do it. This is why I do it. And this is what it looks like. Uh, and agencies are scared to do that because they don't want to put the cards on the table in case somebody picks up a proposal and takes it to yeah. a freelancer and gets it yeah. done cheaper. Yeah. My opinion on that is that a freelancer won't do it as good as we'll do it. So It's not their strategy yeah, at the end of the yeah, day, yeah, you know ex- what I mean? Exactly. So that's my sort of value add. Um, that works really, really well. Go go with a strategy, go with a plan, and um, show, you know, sort of realise, show, show what revenue will be realised. Yeah. Um, that's good. It's interesting, you know, that revenue, it's it's a... It's a must, like the revenue. Some people, as we were saying before, right? Some people want the fluffy shite, and they want, you know, to to to, to kill half an hour of the day watching mm-hmm. you go through this deck that you've, you know, probably done a million and one times. And yeah. I've I've been really successful recently, right? At just going with ten or fifteen minute appointments and yeah. people's calendar, having a handful of questions that I need to get out of them. 
and just cutting all the bullshit yeah. and just asking the questions. And it's, you know, it's different fo- uh, strokes for different folks, right? But especially the people that I'm going after, right? You've got CMOs, CSOs, chief commercial officers, yeah. chief revenue officers, in mid market and enterprise. Yeah. You get a lot of fluff. Of course. I mean, it, it's about finding the right fit as well, you know, for, for you. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, we all like to make money, but sometimes, uh, especially in the marketing world and agency world, sometimes we end up with clients that, you know, that, that they end up, you end up over-delivering all the time for mm-hmm. them. They're all never off the phone. They, and luckily, we don't have any clients like this at the minute. I mean, we, we, we try really hard to find a, a good match, but um, it's a, it, for me, if somebody wants all of the fluff, it's a bit off-putting. I, I mean, some people do need it, and I get that, but for me, I, I, like, I like to have 15-minute meetings, generally. Mm-hmm. I don't like meetings being more than half an hour. At Revs, we, we have half an hour meetings as standard, you know, anything more than half an hour um, probably is, is too long to discuss on a phone call and requires a sit-down meeting. Yeah. It's a bit harder uh, with COVID. But for me, I just want to get in there, discuss action points, and that's it, bang. I want to get the I want yeah. to get it done. Yeah. Um, but like you say, not everybody works like that. That's just sort of my style, I suppose. Well, well that's where we get on really well, I think. Yeah, it is, yeah. Definitely. <laughs> so um, next question then, let's, let's know the top tools for your trade, right? I don't know much about the tools that you might use, but I know what SEM rushes. Yeah, yeah. And stuff like similar, that. So, similar to you know, SEM rush, uh, I've used AHREFS. AHREFS is a, a brand, AHREFS.com. It's called AHREFS, which is a bit of a peculiar name, but that's the HTML tag for a backlink. And backlinks right. are really important in SEO. Mm-hmm. A backlink is a link from a, another website back to yours, for those that don't know. Um, but yeah, it's great. The data insights are fantastic. Um, I use that for a lot of my forecasting, to be honest. I use a lot of the data out of that and sort of run um, formulas in in Google Sheets. But between Ahrefs, Google Sheets, uh, Screaming Frog for those technical SEOs <laughs> out there. Screaming, screaming, screaming Frog. Frog, crazy, crazy name, I know. But uh, one of the best tools you'll ever come across, always has been as far as I'm concerned. Uh, so shout out to those guys. Um, yeah, give yeah. Oh, that's a oh, bit creepy, but uh, that's <laughs> it's fine. Screaming Frog, uh, I think yeah. that goes well. <laughs> um, but yeah, obviously the Google Suite and uh, but Ahrefs and Screaming Frog should be in every SEO's toolkit. If it's not, right. you need to switch up your subscriptions. You know, they, they, yeah, they they are the best, uh, okay. and I've tried them all. Well, you heard it here first, right? <laughs> you heard it here first. No excuses now. Um, and this is a question that I've had to rejig at the, the top of this one a little bit because I don't want to bore you by saying the same thing because it's a question where I feel like you have to kind of set the scene a little bit, right? Otherwise, it can be a bit vague. So I've rejigged it a little bit, right? And I don't want to say, oh, um, pursuit of happiness like I have on the last two episodes for cold call and peace. So I'm going to ask you your favourite media for marketing right and, and sales as well so we'll, we'll we'll hit it with a sort of two-pronged approach for you josh this time yeah and, and to set the scene i was thinking about what i can talk about other great films right and in and, and lesser known ones we've had Moneyball. um we've talked about wolf of wall street obviously yeah um, wolf of end over here the wolf of uh, wall's end wow um i'm thinking another great film right for sales is lord of war now i know I don't know. If, I'm not too sure if you if you saw it, but it's a Nicolas Cage film where he's an international arms dealer. Right. Okay. And basically, what Nicolas Cage is doing in this film is at the very end of 
I guess the Cold War, right? Just as the the Soviet Union is is falling, right, and they're tearing down the wall and Berlin and all the rest. He's smoking cigars and, and making alliances with the old, uh, you know, Kremlin guard and the yeah, old yeah. like the Soviet um, military leaders. And basically, what he's doing is he's walking into Russia with, you know, shipping contain empty shipping containers, and he's walking out with every AK forty seven and <laughs> helicopter and tank that they've ever built that they don't need anymore. And he's yeah. just shipping them all around the world, right? So he's going into Russia. He's taking a hundred thousand AKs. It's a brilliant scene as well, by the way. I can't remember what music is. I'm sure it's like Jimi Hendrix all along nice. the watch all along the watchtower or something when it's happening. Yeah. But he's going in and he's just taking all of these weapons that they don't need anymore or, or don't have a, a use at that time for and um taking them into Africa, taking them into the Middle East and, and he's just redistributing all of these old weapons. But it's kind of the entrepreneurialism. Yeah, the entrepreneurialism, yeah. the the compelling event, right? We talk about sales qualification from budget to fine need decision maker what better compelling event for an international arms dealer than the end of a, <laughs> of a war, war right yeah. <laughs> potentially one of the biggest wars that, that there was ever going to be right it's like set up for world war three type stuff but yeah went on for a little bit on that one but i had to think of another <laughs> great one at the start yeah but yeah what's your favorite media for marketing for sales that nothing strings to mind really for like a marketing film or anything like that for no, me but i'll give you I the think, stage um, what so a film that I think is aligned with marketing in terms of or what makes me yeah, where I've got a, synergy yeah, with it something that can inspire you um, it might not necessarily be think, a film about SEO no I mean I think the social network you know right. that, it's a it's a, that, probably a lot of people it's a bit of a cliche answer but uh, I think that that's really fantastic in the sense of, of watching I mean for me I've been quite entrepreneurial and tried starting talk businesses myself yeah. and uh, uh-huh. uh, for me I, I think that um you know, a, a lot of them failed, and and the success stories that you see, like Ben Francis from Gymshark and stuff like that, you know, abs- yeah, absolutely brilliant, brilliant uh, st- success stories. Um, but yeah, I think probably social networks brilliant in in terms of how he actually came, you know, to the position that he was in, and and obviously what Facebook has become yeah. as well. It's just yeah. berserk. Um, yeah. It's a good so yeah, one. It is yeah. a good one. Yeah, that's a really good one. Actually, I never thought about that. But again, we talk about entrepreneurship and. That whole piece. No, that's brilliant. That's a really good suggestion. What about what about a book? What about a podcast? McKinsey about, podcasts. Yeah. yeah. Do you listen to McKinsey podcasts? No, like McKinsey is in like the, the firm. M- manager. Yeah, oh, yeah, right, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Last yeah. guest, Jerry Hill is ex McKinsey. Is he actually? Enough, yeah. I'll, I'll be watching that. I bet yeah. he's uh, absolutely switched on to the match. Shout out, Mister Twenty Seven yeah. Seconds himself. But yeah, McKinsey. Obviously, the guys at the firm at McKinsey are. Um, natural born problem solvers when they're talking about logic trees and stuff like that. So any any uh, McKinsey podcast, I mean the McKinsey podcast is fantastic. They're doing a lot of stuff looking at COVID recovery at the minute. Right. Um, but well up there. Brilliant. I'll leave, give them a listen. Absolutely. You should do, mate. The brilliant. Yeah, yeah. It'll be the total opposite of this. Yeah. I think. What did you say? The um, the podcast graveyard or something like that on your first. Podcast, sales banter, sales podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no. So look, my goal is to get this around twenty to twenty-five minutes, which is about Where now. Are we there? We uh, yeah. we need to get back to work, you, because you need to get some 
some cash in the bank to pay for my wedding next yeah, month in, in, oh, yeah, in Malta. That's going to be fantastic. Can't wait for yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. If the stag do is anything to go by, that's uh-huh. going to be a wild one, isn't it? Can't talk about it. Yeah, I know, yeah. We're, we're not, <laughs> not going to go there. But um, no, absolute pleasure <laughs> having you. you. Cheers for coming up as well. It's lovely to be able to do this in person. It is. Uh, can't wait to share this with, with all my mates. All our you friends, know, get yeah. Fiona, my fiance, get Danny, your missus. Yeah. Even get Harper to, to give it a listen, your yeah, daughter. Sure and. Yeah, I'm sure you'll be back here soon and um, feel free to come to the office whenever you want and, and work from here. Appreciate that. Thanks very good much. Stuff, mate. Being good. Cheers. Love you, mate. Love you, pal.